Blessed are those who thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hi, my name is Jeremy Lightnin, and I'm here with Cindy Schultz, the mother of Gavin. Welcome to our Thirsty Podcast, and my co-host, since I was out shopping for some uh, gardening supplies and flowers and plants today, uh, I'm going to call my co-host Zinnia. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, and welcome, Cindy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Is that how everyone knows you? Cindy, the mother of Gavin? Yeah, yeah. Cindy, Gavin's mom. <laughs> yep, it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so the reason we have uh, Cindy on this morning is I thought that with Pentecost coming up this Sunday and we talk about ministering to people of different races and cultures and languages, one of those uh, other groups that we might always might often forget are people with special needs. And Gavin is special needs. And he's autistic, he's nonverbal, mm-hmm. and yet, what was it, about five years ago, I took him through uh, a simplified catechism class and got to know Gavin and Austin, mm-hmm. and I confirmed both of them, I got to know them really well. And Gavin is just a fantastic and wise 24-year-old. I think he's smarter than you and I, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. He's, very, he's very wise, even though he can't speak. Right? right. So mm-hmm. do you want to say anything with, about Gavin? And, and I think, too, about autism and what it's like for you and your being, husband, Randy, to, to raise... Being a parent and raising... Yeah, go ahead. Right, right. Um, yeah, I thank you for sending the questions over soon, earlier, so that Randy and I could t- talk about it and everything. And, um, you know, it, it is a struggle... At times, and you know, a, a lot of times, it's a struggle <laughs> every day. I would say um, getting through it. The family's been through a lot. Uh, we need I, a lot of times, also, especially since his seizures. You know, eyes on the back of our head. You know, like the minute we turn around, he's put something somewhere or moved something, and we're like, okay, wait a minute, where did that go? Or what did he do with that? You know, um, so constantly watching him or anybody, you know, so that there was a video that some little boy just ran and jumped into a pool the other day and somebody saw it and saved the young boy. But they've got to be constantly watched because you know know exactly what they're going to do. Um, And we can't really go anywhere on just a whim, like a lot of people, oh, yeah, yeah, meet us here, you know. Not very much with us, you know, and vacations a lot of times since Gavin's been born have been few and far between um, because you don't know what's going to set him off or what could set him off and and cause problems. Um, Behaviors are an an issue um, and we need to learn how to stay away from, you know, or or redirect him so those kind of things don't happen. Uh, We try to do the best we can. And uh, he's truly a blessing in so many ways. And all these kids are because, you know, he says we are sent here for a reason. And that, you know, for people to learn from us and things like that. And I truly believe it. And, and with that, Cindy, so one of the things that uh, we want to share with you, and we'll, we'll uh, have some links available with the podcast to Gavin Schultz, the hopeful one, because mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that Cindy and Randy are encouraging him to do is uh, he writes a lot. Right. Uh, again, even though he's nonverbal and he can't really, uh, well, you want to explain how he how he writes? 
Right. Okay. He uses a um, letter board. And when he first started using it, it was, um, you know, we would ask him questions, you know, simple questions, and then he would point to an answer. And then once he got farther along, and like he knew how to read before we even knew that he knew how to read, uh, you know, which was so amazing to me. And, you know, when you ask him or others, it's like, well, God told me how, or, you know, and I'm like, Wow. (laughs) Because, you know, I never taught him the books of the Bible and he knows them in order and how to spell them. All my other kids went to parochial school and they learned that. But Gavin knew, you know, but he would page through a Bible when he was a young boy. But anyway, so we use a letter board with him or a iPad device that has Assistive Express app on it. Or we also use a um, keyboard that connects to my laptop and that's how we answered all these questions because he had that and then it just typed it right into the keyboard that I didn't have to. So how many other children do you have? We have a total of five so Gavin's our fifth. Mm-hmm. So we got the two boys on the end and the three girls in the middle. So with the writings I know you brought a whole bunch of his writings and we'll try and intersperse some of them into the podcast day but if you want to read for the audience, the Do Not Cry For Me one. Because okay. you were reading that one to us this morning before we started recording. And it's I think it's pretty powerful as to what, what Gavin is like as a young man. Right. Okay. So it's uh, Do Not Cry. He wrote this on 4-7 of 2022. But we have writings way back for many, many years. Uh, God believes I have qualities like no other. I am not just labeled a label of autism. God believes I am wonderfully made. I am not broken. God believes I am amazing. I am not different. God believes I have exceptional gifts to share. I am not special needs. God believes in my abilities to speak in my own way. I am not nonverbal. God believes I have a purpose. I am not a mistake. God believes I am unique. I am not like everyone else. God believes I am able to accomplish a lot. I am not disabled. God believes I am the apple of his eye. I believe in God and what God believes. Do not cry for me. Love, Gavin Schultz. And with everything he writes, he says, we need to have a Bible verse at the end of everything because people don't open their Bible and read the Bible enough. So if everything I write has a Bible verse on it, so that's the job he gives Randy to do, his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Randy picked out Psalms 139, 16, 17. Your eyes saw my substance bef- being yet unformed, and in your book they are were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts of me, O God. How great is the sum of them. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that. Oh, here's uh, the this co- was, a copy of that. Yeah, this was something that I just did after I sent the oh, okay, original because okay. I'm like, was, oh, he's got so many good writings. There's just so so I many. I was trying to find my place. And yeah, I, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You can hang but, on to it. Yeah. But uh, we had uh, at my f- first call there was a pastor in our circuit in Michigan who uh, had an autistic son that he presented about one time at a conference, and he never said this directly, but. The way that he described it made me think that um, liturgical styles of worship must be very conducive to people with autism. When you know 
what to expect. You, you've got a routine that you can follow. You, you mentioned not just doing things on a whim. Right. And that that, that has to be something that's very helpful to mm-hmm. somebody with autism. Oh, he absolutely loves church. You know, he has to, he knows Sunday is church, Wednesday during Advent, during Lent is church. You know, that that's something that we go to and we do every day or every, you know, every week. And um, devotions too. It's like, if we don't, wake up and do devotions or end our day with devotions it's like it's just not a normal day (laughs) because we you know and that's so important in so many families we have given devotional books to so many families because it's so important to get in the word you know and open that bible yeah when i became gavin's pastor because i took gavin and austin who's another autistic a young man, when I took them through the simplified catechism class all those years ago. And Does, he's also at the Caledonia campus? At the other, yeah, okay. at Caledonia. And uh, we did this, and I, I asked Heather Martin to help me because she works every day with autistic children, and I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I just I just do what a pastor does. I was mm-hmm. just there to kind of answer the tough questions that Gavin would ask. <laughs> And, <laughs> he would come up with stuff. Yeah, but when, when is that I be- why you said he's smarter than both of us? Oh, he, he is smart. <laughs> and then, uh, but especially with this, this comment shows how smart he is. That when I became Gavin's pastor with the merger, and then I preached up at the Caledonia campus where you worship, he he said afterwards he spelled out and Cindy read it to me, Pastor, that was a really good sermon, but don't get a big head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is so humble about like, like he doesn't want, you know, like we put a lot out there, you know, and and try to share his writings and stuff like that. But he continually will say, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about God. And he tells us that all the time. And that was another thing that I wrote in here about the, you know, in his time, everything has to be in his time. And as much as God's, yes, in God's God's time time, and in his perfect timing. And, you know, because he has so many writings and he wants this book so badly, but it has to be in God's time. And I'm feeling that it's God's telling us that it is time now to get this book, you know, together or a book, you know, because he's got several different. That certainly could be. I, I don't think that's something God would forbid. No, uh, no. Well, he, so. he always, always, you know, when I homeschooled him, I could be doing a lesson and on eyes or whatever. And, and I remember I said, is there anything else you want to say? And like, he answers all the answers quick, correctly. And then he spells the eyes of God. And he writes this big, long poem that hmm. rhymes. And I'm like, it would have taken me days <laughs> to do that. And he j- it just comes out of him. So, you know. Can I ask um, a couple of stupid questions that I, I don't want to come across like as, um, I don't know, prejudicial or just unenlightened about this, but I, I just, I need to ask, um, what is the uh, difference between um, autism and Asperger's? There's, okay, right. They're, yeah. they're related, I think. Yeah, the, the autism is more of a more severe form, you know, and then Asperger's, which, you know, I think a few years ago they even took that word away, heaven forbid, we said, you know, 
know. See, that's that, what I was worried about. If I, I said something I know, inappropriate. No, no it, I don't know. They call it all different stuff now. But, but anyway, you know, it's a milder form, but they still have a lot of their own, you know, issues and things like that. So, um, but they're all, every one of them are highly, highly intelligent. It's just, it's, it's truly amazing how... God has gifted them in that way or that they, you know, can stay like super focused on something and and get it done. And, oh, I just, I, I, by the way, I'm not labeled as ADHD, but I know I am. And I I just noticed that you got the same books on your shelf that Randy does. (laughs) We have a lot, a lot of books. Let me just tell you that. (laughs) We could be reading and we read a lot of books to Gavin. So. Well, that's part of why he's probably so smart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He definitely Um, likes it. Good. So uh, then my other kind of dumb question is, I I just saw this on um, Netflix, I think. It was called Love on the Spectrum. Yes. And we had at my last congregation, there was a, a young lady who had some special needs. And she, at one point or another, she was a teenager when she got confirmed, and she's a young adult now. But she, at one point, had a boyfriend. I think they ended up breaking up. But has Gavin ever talked about uh, being, you know, romantically interested? in Oh, anybody? absolutely. <laughs> He's a boy um, <laughs> or a young man. Um, it, he has a special friend. He always calls her my special girl. And it's Megan. And we are, our family's been friends for a long time. And um, yeah, so no matter who he ever meets... You know, because there's other girls that, you know, (laughs) really like Gavin, too. Whoever, you know, he meets, he always says, oh, I have a special girl, Megan, or she's my special girl and stuff. And so we they go to movies and they go out, you know, for lunch and things like that. But she, too, is limited verbal. So she needs her mom with her to spell, which, you know, Gavin has spelled also at Autism One, this huge conference that we would go to for many, many years. Um you know, yeah, it makes it hard when you have to go on a date with your mom, <laughs> you know, but he's went to dances with her, too. And he's he's very, you know, like fist bumps at the end of church, but he doesn't, um, you know, want as many hugs or, you know, because the one guy said at the dance, why aren't you dancing with your girlfriend? You can hold her hand or whatever. And and he's like, he said, sorry, Megan, you know, I hope that's OK. I can't hold your hand. And, well, I'll think about it or something. She's felt <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, but and, it's and, really cute. And talking with that, uh, we had two individuals that did not finish our classes and were conf- and not confirmed. We did the simplified catechism, but I'm friends with them on Facebook, and and I saw one of them. Uh, he shares his pictures with his girlfriend, who is one of the young ladies that was in the class, mm-hmm. and he competes in uh, Special Olympics and so forth. Uh, and one of the things that we have at our Caledonia campus, this was going on for decades before I became the pastor, was Jesus Cares. Uh, before we talk about Jesus Cares, because that ties in with what you were saying, Jeremy, about that liturgy that we have in the Lutheran ser- in the Lutheran worship service and we carry over for Jesus Cares. But I wanted to read two short poems uh, that Gavin has here. One is called Broken or Not?, Uh, Some people think disabled people are broken. That is far from the truth. We are very much whole and complete. God has made us all perfectly the way he wanted us to be. This helps many of us to learn much about each other. God heals a man once he is in heaven. Sometimes his will is not to heal us completely while we are here on earth. We must be patient with God and realize that all things are in his time, not ours. 
I am grateful to God for my wonderful life. And then another one that you have here called Be Yourself fits very well with that. He writes, Be Yourself is what we should be. God made me and he loves me. He created us all different and unique, can't you see? This is his plan. He holds the key. We live on this earth for a while and then go to heaven to sit on his knee. His throne is higher than the tallest tree. Being near him, we will praise him with glee. He gave us this life. It was he. Love, Gavin Schultz. And then Psalm 139, 14. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and my soul knoweth right well. Uh, so with that, Cindy, what is Jesus Cares Service? Uh, we have these services once a month at the Caledonia campus, and I think it fits really well because these services are for special needs. And what Gavin says, though, don't don't call them special needs. They're not broken. They're just right, right, just different, right? Mm-hmm. A lot like he loves to go to church, and he can sit for that hour pretty well. <laughs> um, but a lot of these, you know, some of these people can't. So it's hard for them to sit for a full hour or, you know, and we've had it in past years where one of the boys would be right up there with the minister, you know, and then walking around. And I remember one Christmas, he roamed around the the tree. <laughs> and some of us were like, Oh, please, dear Lord, don't let that tree tip. And it did not. Mm. Um, you know, so and and another one would sit and look out the window, you know, and things like that. So, so not always can they sit in the pew that whole half hour even, you know, and that's okay. You know, just bring your individual with you. And it's a simplified service that, you know, it was only about 30 minutes long. And if Gavin and I have time, we'd love to bake a little something and have it in the back. Um, and they sing songs. They love to sing songs and play their little tambourines and things like that. And so that we offer. And then also the Bible study, which he loves to go to. You know, he wrote something about that. Did you notice that? Should we write, read that now or yeah, later? that'd be great. Okay. So he wrote this back in November 30 of 2015. Um, Jesus Cares Ministries. Is your special needs loved one spiritually health or spiritual health important to you? If it is important or it is important to Jesus Cares Ministries, I enjoy going to worship at the cross and the Bible study they offer in our area, spending time with friends and learning about God and all he has done for us is wonderful. I would love to see even more people come together to hear the good news. God loves us all and wants us to believe in him to be in heaven someday. I pray that every or I pray that even more people will come to the next Bible study and worship at the cross. Love Gavin Schultz. And then the the Bible verse is I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the Lord. Psalms 122:1. Yeah, and so with the the Jesus Cares, it's exactly the same service, even more so than our usual Lutheran service. Mean like every week is, or every yeah. is it is it weekly? once a month, once the, a month, the fourth it. Saturday of every month usually so it is. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's the same beginning. We begin with lighting the candle to begin the service, mm-hmm. and then we have one of I, I walk around with the bell to have uh, one of them ring it one of them ring it and then to begin the service and then it's a very simplified confession of sins and then the the bible verse that's a memory treasure we go over five Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. and then we go through the absolution and we sing 
uh, Jesus Loves Me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we always sing two, we always sing three songs. The first two are always the same. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, a, a devotion in the middle. And mm-hmm. it's about, you know, the length of a children's devotion. Mm-hmm. And then, and again, I have no training in how to do any of this. So the way I do it, just like my children's devotions, I'm, I give the children's devotion to the children, but I also craft it knowing the adults are listening and want to get more out of it. And so I try and craft the same thing with the Jesus Cares, that I want to have something for Gavin and Austin and so forth, but their family, their their siblings, their parents are there, and so I want them to have something too. So it might be higher than it should be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, And then we have the, uh, we, we say the creed. Well, I read the creed, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone responds, I believe in God the Father, Mm -hmm. and I believe in God the Son, I believe in God the Holy Spirit. There's an offering. We hand out the offering plate, and uh, one of the young men takes the offering plate around. It's so special, too. (laughs) And then then there's a prayer. And one of the neat things is before the service, Mm -hmm. we hand out pieces of paper. So we always start late. Yeah. (laughs) We always start late, but we hand out pieces of paper for prayer requests. And then we, we pray specially for, for people and different things going on in their lives than the Lord's Prayer. And uh, and then we close with, I always pick a hymn that's, you know, that we're probably singing on Sunday because I, I usually try and craft the message around something that's going on in the church year. And Gavin always has good prayers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very cool. Anything else we want to talk about with with this? A lot, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we'd be like that. I, I can come back, you know. Yeah. We, we've, <laughs> there you go. That's, we, we, we could probably have a repeat guest. Uh, like just bringing up the, what did you say, convention or conference that you go to with? Yeah, the know, Autism how... One conference. You know, I used to go for, well, 2007, I think, was when I started going to that. You know, because Gavin was born in um, May 3rd of 98, and then he wasn't diagnosed until about three, though we, though we knew something was not quite, you know, um, the norm, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. but he's, he writes about that too. What is normal, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but anyway, and, and so I started going to that to learn about like biomedical treatments and therapies and things like that. And, you know, RPM and all that kind of stuff that helps these kids. And thank goodness, you know, mom being the one that's never going to leave a stone unturned, um, uh, we started doing a lot of that. And I feel that, you know, he's where he is today because, you know, we did, I I read a lot of books and I learned a lot of different things. And, you know, from being a mom in the audience to now being on stage with Gavin, sharing his, and we had Jesus Cares Ministries down there one year because Gavin said to the people that did it, hey, this is important to me. And and so Joel and Bill came down, and then on Sunday, then they had a little service and everything. So it was super cool, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, Joel and Bill are Bill Trunbach and Joel. Oh, oh I just lost his last name. <laughs> Gant- <laughs> yeah, Joel, Joel Gertner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, with Jesus Cares Worship at the Cross. Uh, they have a beautiful program, and they're trying to get into all kinds of churches like ours. And what's interesting uh, is as we're looking at Pentecost this Sunday and then beginning of the Christian church, that maybe one of the first seeds for our merger happening was in September of 2019, we had people from New Hope come and meet with us here at Epiphany 
to talk about what can we do to have Jesus Care services at our congregation, Racine, which is Central Racine, whereas mm-hmm. New Hope is on the north side. Mm-hmm. But there just aren't a lot of care centers up there. And there are a lot of care centers in, mm-hmm. in Central Racine, Kenosha. And so we were talking about expanding the Jesus Cares to to Epiphany. And mm-hmm. then, well, what happened in, in uh, almost exactly a year later is we just decided to merge the whole, the whole congregation. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Lord willing, once we get a second pastor... And we get all of our ministries humming, you know. Then Jesus Cares will be one of the things that we can expand to more to maybe have twice a month, once at each location. That'd be cool. Yeah, very cool. And and with that too, uh, I mentioned Heather Martin. Uh, so she's a member here at Water of Life, and she had texted me this morning because we started it this spring of having, or actually it'd be last fall, I guess, of uh, her was it early autism project so mm-hmm. she right. she does does secular teaching with her uh, with a number of teachers and aides and they use our nursery now at church uh, on Thursday mornings and they're 2 to 5 year olds uh, with autism and the, I I tell the ladies cuz they let me to come in and I pray with the kids and mm-hmm. the aides and then we sing Jesus loves me and then they go on and it's almost Three hours of singing, I think, because my office is right next door. I can hear all the songs mm-hmm. and all the tears because the autistic children, they can't speak. So the only thing they can do is really cry or laugh, right? Mm. And uh, I, but I tell the, the teachers and aides, uh, you know, I think there's special places in heaven for you for, for, for this. Not, not because of your works, although we did right. talk about rewards, rewards right, yeah. last week. Yeah. That's not how you get to heaven. Right. You get to heaven only by grace, but there, Jesus says there are rewards that correspond to your uh, your deeds on this earth, yeah. and uh, yeah, so that's not inaccurate. A no. special place in heaven for absolutely, yeah, right, and then, right. And then that that Heather had texted me this morning, wondering if they can use the room. Right now, it's nine thirty at noon to see if they can have a second class in the afternoon from noon to two thirty. So even though it's not. Uh, a Jesus cares. We're able to do a worship service. I'm hoping that we can get built into that, but then use that as a community project. But then also to invite those those families, to, because most of the time, and I've talked to parents, and you know this, that people kind of may look differently because the kids can't sit still mm-hmm. in a worship service. They can't. They're maybe walking around, or you have Rusty. You, know, you have your right. dog. Yeah, then you walk in with a dog. They're like, what are you doing? You know, but I I did a, um, a support group uh, called Autism Solutions from 2005 until about 2020 when COVID happened. Uh, so for a long time, I did a support group, and that was one of the biggest things. Most of these families don't have a church home. Yeah. And to us, it's just like, how do you survive? How do you survive without your church? church family, you know, because we've always, you know, both Randy and I, we were raised in in church and we, you know, had our kids all going to parochial school and stuff. And it was just so important to us. I had to bring up that a fellow Christian warrior mom said to me just yesterday, she said, "Um, only by the grace of God, you don't burn out. Because I'm telling her like, oh, and I did this and we're doing this and blah, 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 you know, and then she says, and I said, I would have to agree, you know, God sees us through every single day. You know, because it's just some days I'm like, I don't know how I do what I do <laughs> and, right. and, and get it all done. And so maybe for our listeners to understand this, I mean, we all, 
we all see this, and Jeremy, you and I have seen this in the church. You've seen, seen it too, Cindy, in the pew, when parents who are now grandparents and they forget what it's like to raise kids and they start oh, yeah. looking around mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the at the kids when they're noisy and then the parents are always self-conscious. Even if people aren't looking around, they feel they are and then they don't feel welcome. Well, now multiply that for for families that have autistic children. Right, right. And so it's very important for us as pastors and parishioners to be accepting and then to have these kinds of special services. And and if we're going to do this like a parochial school or a children's devotion for our little children, why don't we do something like that for, you know, for children that have special needs and then raise them in God's family? And so they, the parents especially have that support group, like what you're saying. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, should we say this one too about the giving them because you just said about the grandparents or whatever. Yeah. So the question was, what have what have my husband and I? Yeah, I, I like yeah. How you, I like how you're doing it. it that you're you're asking the question to yourself so you can answer. That's awesome. Right, right. Well, so people know what you know. Um, what my husband and I could give, uh, you know, learn about parenting an autistic child that could help our listeners um, that have an autistic child or grandchild. And, you know, we were just talking a little bit about that. You know, you're not alone. I think that's the other thing. Everybody just feels like, oh, I'm the only one going through this. And and, and you're not. And that's why I always felt I had to be there for people. And I always called myself the voice for the voiceless before Gavin <laughs> got a voice, you know, because I felt oh, people need to know, you know, and, and, and I have to help people. But never give up on them. Because, you know, we're all they have, really. And patience goes a long way, let me tell you. And some days it's hard, but you just, I always say breathe in and breathe out. And, uh, you know, breathe in, I'm blessed. Breathe out, I am grateful. Breathe in, I am blessed. Breathe out that I'm grateful. And um, ask for help when you need it. And I can guarantee you, you're not always going to get it. But ask anyway, because it's real important. And stay positive, and that's one thing I learned from Gavin. Man, I can be having a <laughs> not-so-positive day, and he can just turn everything around if I just ask him a question, and he'll type out something, and I'm like, oh, Gavin, thank God for you. Um, because it is easy to slip down that pity slope. Oh, poor pity for me, you know. Um, and surround yourself with like-minded people. So, And that's why I said I just love having a church home because then you know i i text to numerous members you know well heck i text you <laughs> and people will say you have a relationship like that with your pa-? i said absolutely oh you goodness, know or yes. if i have a problem you know i we've went to you know therapy through the pastor you know why wouldn't you talk to your pastor you know um you know keep your faith nourished by daily devotions and regular church attendance. And then I, and I added this, even though Randy said I shouldn't have. No. <laughs> I listen to, li- I listen to uplifting Christian music in the car uh, or when I bake or when I make meals and when I clean the house, you know, but Gavin likes all kinds of music. He's, you know, all over the board with music, but I, you have to fill yourself up with good stuff because there's so much bad out there. And I'm, I'm going to go back to uh, what you said about breathing. Mm-hmm. Because th- that it, it sounds so simple that it's silly, but it's not, and it's so important. And mm-hmm. in fact, if I can use this as a transition, yes, the Greek word for breath mm-hmm. is uh, the same as to, to breathe is the same as spirit, uh, and uh, th- that's 
that what we're celebrating on Sunday is the festival of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how do we spread the Holy Spirit? It's by breathing when we talk. We speak words through our throats and our mouths. And so oxygen is very important and uh, uh, breathing air and, and so on. So I, I'll, I'll read the mm-hmm. gospel um, for Sunday is uh, John chapter 14 starting with verse 23, and uh, Jude, not Iscariot, one of the disciples, Judas, not Iscariot, asked Jesus why he wouldn't show himself to the whole world, and this is Jesus' answer. If anyone loves me, he will hold on to my word. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. The one who does not love me does not hold on to my words. The word that you are hearing is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have told you these things while staying with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not let it be afraid. So what's interesting is that the epistle lesson for every Pentecost is Acts 2. You know, the festival mm-hmm. of Pentecost. But then the gospel lesson is always kind of uh, going backwards, you know, looking back uh, a, f- a few weeks of Jesus Thursday evening in the upper room, uh, teaching his disciples and praying for them and then talking to them about sending the Holy Spirit. So, Jeremy, uh, the whole, Jesus talks about the Spirit here, and the Spirit will remind the disciples of everything Jesus said to them. Why is that promise of the Spirit such a great promise to us? Uh, I think if you just look at the disciples uh, and what happened during Jesus' earthly ministry, he said a lot of things to them that they were totally clueless about, and uh, they forgot, uh, most important being that he would rise from the dead. And uh, so they didn't even remember uh, when Easter happened that Jesus had been predicting it would happen, and uh, all of us are so uh, forgetful all the time, too, that um, it's nice to know um, you will be uh, uh, given the Holy Spirit to remind you of things that you already knew, but you didn't really have in the forefront of your mind until the Holy Spirit reminds you. And I always like to point out, too, that think of how timid the disciples were. You know, Peter can't even give a testimony about who Jesus is in front of a teenage servant girl. Uh, He's willing to deny Jesus. The disciples are all locked for fear of the Jews. And then what happens? They see the risen Christ, and then 50 days later, then they have the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the first thing they do is go outside, and they're testifying to who this Jesus is. To the same kind of people that they were afraid of, uh, and then a few few chapters later, they're willing to be thrown in prison, and uh, they're excited that they're counted worthy to uh, suffer persecution, imprisonment, beatings in the name of Christ. So what happens to change them? They see the risen Christ, and they have the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so, Cindy, I gave you, you you these questions ahead of time so that you and Gavin and Randy could answer mm-hmm. them because it takes time for Gavin to spell everything out. Right. So, why did Jesus have to leave? Well, Gavin spelled. Jesus had to leave to fulfill his promise. 
He sits at the right hand of God by the throne so that we may have eternal life in heaven with him. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I I remember Martin Luther writing something about that where he said, if Jesus stayed, then his work wouldn't be done. But by leaving, he, he was showing that his work is finished, that we are saved, we're redeemed, we're forgiven, and uh, it, sending the Holy Spirit is kind of the, the seal on the, uh, on the finished work of Christ's earthly ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to be the disciples now, yeah. you know, or, or, or be preaching and sharing his yeah. love. And the way I would answer that, too, is that if Jesus would have stayed, he'd be only in one place at one time as a God-man. Mm-hmm. But now, as the God-man in heaven at God the Father's right hand, he is able to be all places at all times. Uh, although I was talking to my neighbor yesterday, and uh, they're they're strong Christian people too, and uh, we were talking about Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, you know, being at God the Father's right hand, and she's. We were, we were having this theological discussion as she was showing me how to take care of her chickens because <laughs> they're gone on vacation. And uh, she said that their little one, because they have five kids and they homeschool, and uh, one of them said when he was younger, so Jesus is everywhere? She said, yeah, Jesus is everywhere. So she was, so is he in my food? Am I eating Jesus? <laughs> I guess so. Those are the kind of theological questions you get from four and five-year-olds. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, uh, Cindy, of you, and I was reading verse 27, uh, what you were just saying a moment ago about, but for the grace of God, I, I would burn out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus saying, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not let it be afraid. Um, what is, uh, how do words like that uh, strike you? when you think of your calling as the mother of... Uh, (laughs) They go deep (laughs) because it just, I I just, I don't know. Since we've had Gavin, you know, my faith has like gotten so much stronger, you know. Um, Not that it wasn't good enough, I guess, but it, it just seems like since we've had him and, you know, I've decorated our whole home with, you know, Bible passages and Jesus figurines and all this different kind of stuff. And, you know, somebody came over the one time and said, geez, you should be a pastor's wife. I said, oh, gee, I am not, I'm not good enough to be a pastor's wife, I thought. But yet it almost made me feel like God was preparing me to have Gavin, you know, or like Gavin is now in our home and he is surrounded by, like Gavin says, you know, God lives within our walls Mm -hmm. and he has spelled that in like different places in his day programs and stuff like that. He feel like God is here with us and not only him, but other limited verbal young men and women are spelling that, 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 you know, they feel the, you know, they yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so Jesus it's said, just such comfort that you get, you know, knowing that. Not a, I do not give to you as the world gives. Like if, if any other family that doesn't have an autistic child would look at your life, they would say, that doesn't look like peace at all. It doesn't no, look like no. Jesus gave you peace. Uh, but but he's saying, I don't give peace like the world gives. Uh, you have peace. It's just not as obvious Right, right. And there's a lot of, you know, stress and anxiety and worry and all that that goes with it. And, you know, like moms will call and say, oh, you look like you have it all together. I'm like, well, maybe on Facebook, but 
<laughs> in the real world, you know, and it is, it's hard, you know, you don't throw out all the bad and the ugly on Facebook or anywhere, you know, you, but yet, you know, it, it's, it's happening, you know, and things like that. Um, but you just, we just, you know, thank God for every day and that we get through it and, you know, and we're blessed with, um, you know, him holding us up, you know, keeping us up. Don't fall. <laughs> just keep standing up and getting through the day. And with that, uh, if you want to read what uh, Gavin wrote on that, uh, the one question I had. The difficult times? That was, yeah, that, yeah. It was very similar to what Jeremy had asked about, you know, how is that verse important for you when you're going through difficult times and how right. do you use it for counseling others? Yeah, Gavin spelled, peace is what Jesus gives us. We need not feel anxious or stressed or afraid. He is always near and knows our need. We can offer hope and comfort to our friends, family, and strangers because we are followers of the one true God. Mom and I will always or are always willing to give of our hearts to others because many are still lost and need to be found. If we stop helping and loving on others in need, we fail to be good stewards of our Heavenly Father. This is what we are commanded to do is to love one another. It is not hard, just do it. I love everyone. Please follow Jesus and live a good life like me. There you go. And, and Jeremy, I was thinking of this verse. In fact, I used it earlier this week. I had one of our members text me and said, Pastor, I just found out that one of my co-workers, uh, his daughter drowned. And so he wanted to say, well, what kind of Bible verse can I use to, to minister to him? And I texted him back and said, I'll email you. And and I emailed. It was a longer one. It was just like two paragraphs, but I wanted to... Uh, have something that he could copy and paste and not just in a text. And I, what I, what I shared with him to be able to share with his coworker was, uh, there is no easy answer to why your, why your child drowned. And yet uh, the comfort is that we have Jesus as our good shepherd. And that when we are close to him, he is there building us up. That one of the beautiful promises is that Jesus says, I am with you always. Not only Mm -hmm. are we with him, but he promises to be with us, even in the most difficult of times. And then I closed with this verse, too, of peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not let it be afraid. And I told our member, and then and tell him, I'm not always at peace, and yet I find peace in Jesus through mm-hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit, through God's word that I find in church. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you more about this. And then I don't have any answers, and yet I'll listen to you. And uh, my pastor is willing to come and meet with both of us. And uh, he may not have any answers either, but he'll be able to share God's word that has answers. And the reason I gave that answer is because a lot of times we do want to, well, a lot of times we do one of two things. We give a short, pithy Bible verse, or say, I'm praying for you, uh, I'm thinking of you, and then leave it at that. Or we don't know what to say, so we don't say anything. My encouragement is take the time. Uh, Write out something long and uh, sit down and have a long, deep conversation. As we're talking about with Cindy, People are hurting. Mm-hmm. They're going through these kinds of things. It might be a tragedy like this young this father with his daughter, 
But it could be just that the daily grind of what we're talking about with special needs or even just just having kids mm-hmm. yeah. or or as the daily grind as we see gas prices going over five bucks and then everything else is expensive and trying to figure out how do we make it we were barely making it before when gas was two and a half three dollars mm-hmm. and and the food prices were what they were and if we were barely making it now and everything's like 40 percent more that's a daily grind on people mm-hmm. and then you know that that's going to cause tension in the home because money is one of the biggest tensions, they have this. Take the time to share God's word to to give people that peace that they can't find in the world. Mm-hmm. So the time is really flying here. I, I, there's a lot we could talk about with Jesus. Uh, this course on uh, John 14 here, do, do you want to talk more about I've got more I could say and ask and discuss on John 14. Did you want to go... Uh, why don't we t- why don't we touch on Pentecost? Okay. I don't know. If, I don't, do you want to read all of it, or do we just want to just discuss the the events of Pentecost from Acts two? Because it is a longer section to read. Yeah, it's twenty one verses. Um, Gavin I, said some good stuff. So <laughs> I suppose. Uh, why don't I read? Um, I'll I'll read the first twelve verses, okay. and and then we can if we want to bring up Peter's the beginning of Peter's sermon. Then we can discuss that separately. Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the rushing of a violent wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw divided tongues that were like fire resting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other uh, other languages since the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak fluently. Now there were godly Jewish men from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When this sound was heard, a crowd came together and was confused, because each one of them heard them speaking in his own language. They were completely baffled and said to each other, Look, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them speaking in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia and of Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring in our own languages the wonderful works of God. They were all amazed and perplexed. They kept saying to one another, what does this mean? So, Jeremy, why was Pentecost a good time for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the beginning of the worldwide spread of the gospel. I'm glad you brought that up first because uh, when I was younger, it, 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 when, it, when I would hear the day of Pentecost came and I would think, oh, th- this is when Pentecost started. But actually, no, it, Pentecost was an Old Testament uh, harvest festival that had been uh, commanded by God for you know centuries before this. Um, and uh, the key word there would be harvest festival, I think, is what you're driving at, that they were celebrating, of course, in the Holy Land, the farming and crop seasons are going to be different than they are in America, and they would be getting their winter harvest, uh, what we would say is a winter harvest uh, gathered in uh, on Pentecost, and it's called Pentecost because you, you think of the Pentagon five-sided uh, building, uh, Pentecost is 50 uh, ten, five sets of ten, 50 days after um, Passover. 
and so the, Jesus died on the Passover. So we now today would say Easter, 50 days after Easter is Pentecost. And it's the harvest, not of grain, but of uh, the first converts to the Christian faith. Yeah, and I remember reading this too in that the the population of Jerusalem, it swelled, just like during the Passover, it swelled during Pentecost. Hundreds of thousands of more people are in Jerusalem and in the surrounding area putting up tents, tabernacles uh, for this festival. And so the Holy Spirit picks that day when all of the people are from gathered from all other nations coming as Jews and proselytes, meaning non-Jews who are... Uh, Converted who are to converted, the Jewish faith. Yeah, yeah converted to the mm-hmm. Jewish faith, that they're there, and then it, it spreads out. It is the reversal of Babel. That's the Old Testament lesson for this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be preaching on that one of just uh, where all people— The Tower of, Tower of Babel—I'm uh, going to say Babel. Uh, Tower of Babel is uh, when— the languages were confused, and uh, I was just thinking of like roadblocks of communication are put mm-hmm. up. Yep, and uh, that is kind of the point you were making before about why you wanted to talk about Gavin today. Exactly, and what I want to get at with my sermon, I haven't written it yet, is that God used that the what He brought down on the Tower of Babel, confusing the languages. And then that's the beginning of every nation, tribe, people, and language. And yet, what happens at Pentecost? Now the gospel is spread out to every nation, tribe, people, and language, so that in Revelation we see that Jesus saves people from every nation, tribe, people, and language. But that happens in Babel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Gavin said, nothing should stop us from sharing his good news. God has not stopped me from sharing his word, love, and encouraging others with hope. Even though my voice does not work right, he has given me many other blessings. And then he says it is extremely important to share God's word with everyone you meet. To remain silent is not good. This is why I make my voice heard through my finger, because he points to every, all the letters, until God heals my verbal voice, I am using my weakness um, to give him glory. He has in another writing, I think God uses my weaknesses to be my strongest strengths. And I have to admit, yeah, it's that's, just amazing. Well, that's, that's what Paul says, Apostle yeah. Paul. Yep, you yep. Know. And uh, he says, all people need to be saved because we are sinful by birth and we live in a wicked world. Um, you know, Zinnia, um, if you're if you haven't written your sermon yet, uh, maybe you should get Gavin to write it for you. Yeah, I, he he said to the pastor one time, he goes, "If it wouldn't take so many years to go to school, I really would like to be a pastor." You know. Um, but then you could then you could tell him, "Well, Gavin, that was a pretty good sermon, but don't get a big head about yeah, it." Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, well, the, with, with that too, Jeremy, we talked about this before with the the Holy Spirit. So uh, what are the signs of the coming of the Holy Spirit, and how do those signs specifically display the work of the Spirit at Pentecost? Um, what's, what's interesting is um, the Holy Spirit didn't actually uh, start doing his uh, serious work until Peter stood up and started preaching. Or, or you could even say the people who were, were uh, speaking uh, back in verse uh, 
seven or six, wherever that was, the crowd came together and heard the people speaking in their own language. Um, That's really where the Holy Spirit is at work. Uh, I I think we're sort of enthralled and infatuated with, well, there would have been a flame of fire and the sound of a a loud rushing wind uh, and the earthquake. um, uh, And those things certainly uh, advertised that the Holy Spirit was coming but uh, it really wasn't until the, the preaching started, like, like Gavin was saying, that the people were not being silent, they were speaking, and that's, that's where the Holy Spirit did his serious work. Yeah, do you want to speak about the, the, what Ruach and, and Pneuma and the Hebrew and, and Greek for spirit? D- yeah, just the same thing like we were saying before about breathing, that you can't speak without air. And, and so in, in both the Hebrew and in the Greek language, uh, it's the same word for wind uh, or uh, air or your breath. Your voice is your, is your spirit. That's the, the words that you speak. And one of the Old Testament lessons for Pentecost in one of the three years, because we always rotate those lessons, is, the, is Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. And when I've preached on that for Pentecost... I bring that up of that wind, the ruach in the in the Hebrew, uh, the wind of the Holy Spirit. That's what blows through that valley of dry bones, and then causes all of the bones to uh, stand up, and then tendons and skin and organs and everything, and life goes into those bones. Uh, and it's the same wind of the Holy Spirit, pneuma in the Greek, uh, in the in. At Pentecost in Acts two, that's what the Holy Spirit works through, and now it's the same wind that goes through the uses the pastor's voice, Gavin's writings, his mm-hmm. voice, and so forth. And the wind that is coming out of your mouth when you're reading, right, what he right. Wrote. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Holy Spirit equipped believers to speak in all languages uh, that their audiences were speaking. What was the content of the apostles' message, Jeremy? And then I'll ask Cindy that. What was the content? Uh, it, it says at the end of verse 11, we hear them declaring in our own languages the wonderful works of God. So uh, they were talking about what God has done. And uh, I, I think that's important that uh, we not, there are a lot of churches out there that say Jesus and that, that talk about or use the name Jesus. And he even himself says, uh, many people will say to me on the last day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name? Um, But just because they're saying Jesus doesn't mean that they are proclaiming the wonderful works of God. You also need to talk about what he has done, uh, that that he uh, took on flesh, that he uh, lived a perfect life, that he died, that he rose from the dead. And... um, so that that that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Gavin spelled to go spread the good news of the gospel to all nations. Everyone needs salvation. So, Cindy, I've got this question for you and Gavin. We often think of Pentecost being the time when we minister to people of different skin colors and languages. Why is it important that we not forget people with special needs when we plan to share the gospel? And what can congregations do to better serve children, parents, and families with special needs? Well, Gavin spelled, <laughs> everyone, no matter what condition, needs to hear God's word, both the Old and the New Testament. Family, 
Families with special needs all deserve to have a loving, caring church home that accepts them for who they are. Families need to help from time, or families need help from time to time with giving or with people willing to give them a break. (laughs) And since COVID, it has been very hard. Like we've had nobody, you know, it just, it sort of ended, you know, type of thing. So um, my daughter comes three hours a week and that's all we really have for help. (laughs) Otherwise it's just Randy and I. And uh, so, yeah, and you see signs all over now hiring, now hiring, now hiring. So it's Mm -hmm. really difficult to get, you know, get that help or whatever. But, um, and and that's what, well, like I mentioned before with Heather and the early autism project that meets in our nursery is, that's what she said, that for the two years of COVID, uh, these kids were on their own with yeah. their families. And mm-hmm. now the families finally have a chance to bring their kids here. And we had it set up. It was beautiful that they're downstairs in the nursery. The children are with the teachers and aides, and then they set up a Zoom so that the parents can be upstairs watching what's going on in our friendship room. I bring them coffee and donuts and so forth, or I used to. And now after the parents have gotten the hang of what's going on, they go. You know, whether it's, I don't know what they're doing, if it's just Mm -hmm. shopping, maybe taking a nap, whatever. But for those two and a half hours, they're able to finally have a break once a week. That is so nice. That is so nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other questions? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I've got one. I'm, I've got one last one for you. Be, okay. Yeah. If Gavin has something written on Pentecost or the Christian Church or sharing the gospel with special needs people, can you share what he wrote there? Um, can we do the what if? Yeah. Be, yeah. Or, or, well, why don't you read what, what Gavin wrote there, and he, then we can do the. What did he write? Here it is. I've got it. <laughs> Down at the bottom there. Oh. Oh. That. Oh. Well, I don't know if that's what he really wrote. He wrote that a while back, but. My name, um, my, my name is Gavin oh, Schultz okay. right there. All right, should I just read all that then? Yeah. All right. My name is Gavin Schultz. I'm very cool, and I have a tremendous love for God. I communicate differently than most people. My voice is my RPM letterboard or iPad. People think because I have autism and struggle to speak, I am stupid. Well, I am here to show them otherwise. Thanks to God who uses my weaknesses to be my strongest strengths, I can share my thoughts by spelling. Never let a label define you. Autism is just a word. It is not who I am. I'm an intelligent young man that loves to have fun. I am loving, kind, and very patient with people. His amazing grace has blessed me every day. I am not great. He is. I want to share the love of Christ with everyone I meet because he gives our life true meaning. He blesses us with peace and love. The joy fills our heart. The joy fills my heart so full. You can't help but share it with others. I am happy with the life God has given because God is within me. He needs, or we need to always love one another. Love at or looking at anyone as different is crazy to me. We are all different. And that is why it, And that is the way it is. Having a disability does not make me less of a person. I have many gifts and talents to be thankful for. God blesses his children abundantly. I do struggle with autism at times. Anxiety can get a hold on me. OCD is also challenging in my life. I hate when it makes me do something repeatedly. 
It is hard to control my body, sounds I make, and look normal to people. I would love to see what normal looks like. Don't we all have things that we do that we are not sure look quite right? Who is to say it's wrong? Those that feel that they are perfect and normal, of course. We need to be happy with who God created us to be. We will have strengths and weaknesses that can provide learning opportunities for those around us. Or, 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 around us. I want to inspire and encourage those who feel they are less than anybody else, that they can be more than ever that they ever thought they could be. I will do the best I can to let people know we are more than an, a label. God made us all for a reason. Stay close to him, follow his path, and he will richly bless you. And would you like to read What If I? This is one of my favorites when, oh, it just gives me shivers <laughs> when he wrote that one. <laughs> all right, what if I? What if I were the only one left to proclaim God's love and grace? I would do it humbly and proud to share his mercy above. The world hungers for love and peace that comes from him. What if I did not listen closely to his whisper and share it with the world? Think of the souls that would stay lost. It's important to love each other enough to keep them on the straight and narrow path to heaven. What if I said, no, Lord, not me. Find someone else to ask to do this job. I can't possibly do it. I have no voice. I only have a finger to point to letters. It takes too much time. People will never listen to me. I'm just a boy. What if I were the loveless person who doesn't find time for God and felt like, who needs him? Or the cold-hearted person that walks through life shallow and fake? That is how many are here on earth. What if I didn't care enough to help mankind? I could be stubborn and not listen to his call. I am far from equipped to do this massive job he has put before me. My heart tells me to do what Jesus would do. God will be with me always. What if I love from my heart like Jesus did and share his encouraging message with the world? Will he bless me even more than he already has? I am his beloved child. He loves me no matter what. His love outshines the sun. What if I say I will carry on and do your work, Lord, here on earth? I will bring others to Christ. I will empty my heart with the Holy Spirit upon others. I will. I will. I promise. Send me. Love, Gavin Schultz. Isn't it just amazing? <laughs> oh, it's uh, just fantastic. All yeah. right, well, I think we will end it there. Mm -hmm. So this is Michael Zarling with Cindy and Gavin Schultz. <laughs> and in honor, now did you see the new Star Wars Obi-Wan TV show yet, Jeremy? I have not watched anything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, in honor of that coming out, and I was wearing my Star Wars shirt, the Lord be with you, <laughs> the, uh, the Force be with you, but I've got a Star Wars quote from The Force Awakens for you. Uh, this is also uh, the lightning. It's always been there, and it will guide you. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wants the water of life take it as a gift. Stay thirsty, my friends, then drink deeply from the water of life. 